0: Coming up on Five Minute News. Doctors say virus, not politics, should guide school opening. Robert Mueller says Roger Stone remains a felon. And pandemic prompts record fall in global emissions. It's Monday, July 13. I'm Anthony Davis. As the Trump administration pushes ahead to force schools to resume in-person education, public health experts warn that a one-size-fits-all reopening could drive infection and death rates even higher. U.S. Education Secretary Betsy Davos doubled down on Donald Trump's insistence that kids can safely return to the classroom. Health experts say there are too many uncertainties and variables for back-to-school to to be back-to-normal. Children infected with coronavirus are more likely than adults to have mild illnesses, but their risk for severe disease and death isn't zero. The American Academy of Paediatrics, whose guidance the Trump administration has cited to support its demands, says the goal is for all students to be physically present in school But, it adds, districts must be flexible, consult with health authorities and be ready to pivot as virus activity waxes and wanes. Following CDC and Academy guidelines would mean big changes for most schools. Mask wearing would be strongly encouraged for adult staff and students except the very youngest. Desks would be distanced at least three feet apart. The CDC recommends six feet. Both suggest limiting adults allowed in schools, including parents, and cancelling group activities like choir and assemblies. Staggered arrival and dismissal times, outdoor classes, and keeping kids in the same classroom all day are other options. Donald Trump has threatened federal funding cuts for districts that don't fully reopen. Whilst most funding typically comes from state and local sources, experts say schools will need more federal funding, not less, to reopen safely. Masks, extra cleaning supplies or janitors, additional classroom space and mental health support for students and staff traumatised by the pandemic are among potential costs. And with more parents out of work, more children will qualify for federally funded school lunches. Former special counsel Robert Mueller sharply defended his investigation into ties between Russia and Donald Trump's 2016 presidential campaign, writing in a newspaper opinion piece that the probe was of paramount importance and asserting that a Trump ally, Roger Stone, remains a convicted felon, and rightly so, despite the president's decision to commute his prison sentence. The op-ed in the Washington Post marked Mueller's first public statement on his investigation since his congressional appearance last July. It represented his firmest defence of the two-year probe, whose results have come under attack and even been partially undone by the Trump administration, including the President's extraordinary move on Friday evening to grant clemency to Roger Stone just days before he was due to report to prison. The mere publication of the op-ed was striking for a former FBI director who was exceedingly tight-lipped during the investigation, refusing to respond to attacks by the President or his allies, or to make public appearances explaining or justifying his work. Mueller's buttoned-up approach created a void for others, including at the Justice Department, to place their own stamp on his work. Even before the report was released, Attorney General William Barr issued a four-page summary document that Mueller privately complained did not adequately capture the gravity of his team's findings. The op-ed chronicled the basis for the Stone prosecution, with Muller recounting how Stone had not only tampered with a witness, but also lied repeatedly about his efforts to gain inside information about Democratic emails that Russian intelligence operatives stole and provided to WikiLeaks, which published them in the run-up to the election. Stone was found guilty last fall of witness tampering false statements, and obstructing a congressional investigation into Russian election interference He was sentenced in February to 40 months in prison and was due to surrender on Tuesday until the president commuted his sentence The coronavirus pandemic has led to the largest drop in heat-trapping emissions in human history according to a new study Lockdowns, travel bans and closed manufacturing sites have caused global emissions to drop by 4.6% or 2.5 gigatons, according to a University of Sydney review of 38 regions and 26 sectors published in the journal Plus One. Fine particle pollution decreased by 3.8% and two other types of air pollution declined 2.9%. Sulfur dioxide which is linked to a number of respiratory issues, and nitrogen oxide, which leads to smog. The largest emissions drops occurred in the United States and China, largely due to grounded air travel and a decrease in power, water and gas use. However, the dramatic decline still falls short of the efforts needed to limit global heating to 1.5 degrees centigrade by 2050 and avoid the most extreme outcomes of the climate crisis. You can subscribe to 5-Minute News on YouTube with your preferred podcast app. Ask your smart speaker or enable 5-Minute News as your Amazon Alexa flash briefing skill. Visit us online at 5-Minute.News. 5-Minute News is an independent production covering politics, inequality, health and climate. Delivering unbiased, verified and truthful world news daily.